When my son Christopher learned this, it pleased him. Dad, I want to see one go off. Okay, we'll arrange that. We're bumping along in the jeep on the way to his school. My wrist jerks right or left as I try to avoid potholes. It feels like riding a bronco. Christopher applies sunblock to his face from a tube, obeying his mother. He's a literal-minded kid who doesn't always play along when I invite him to fantasize. No, really, he says. When is one going to explode? I don't know. That's not the sort of kind of thing a person can plan. Not even me. It just happens. This answer didn't satisfy him. So how do they know it's still active? He screwed the cap back on the tube. His tone suggested that I might still be fooling with him and he wouldn't accept it. Well, specialists keep up with that stuff. For the rest of us, we wait for them to tell us. This answer doesn't convince him either, but by then we've reached the gravel parking lot where I cramp the steering wheel and skid to a stop. Then I let the jeep coast a little further to avoid the cloud of dust we kick up. It's a simple maneuver that gives satisfaction. Bye, I call as he hops out and runs for the door. He shouts something, but I can't make it out. Then he's gone. It's hardly a problem a parent should complain about, but sometimes I wonder if Christopher likes school too much. He attends the only English-speaking school on the island. At first we were concerned about the lack of choice, but Bethany checked out his teacher, a cheerful buck-toothed Welsh lady of almost sixty who wore the same greenish flower-print dress every day like a sort of uniform, Miss Brees. A daughter of missionaries, she rode a balloon-tired bicycle and sported big floppy hats to protect herself from the sun. She was one of the last of the old-fashioned cosmopolites, and Bethany approved of her immediately. You know, in her schoolroom next to her desk, she has a hat box this big. There are stickers on it like you see on steamer trunks in old movies. I couldn't resist remarking on it. So that's where you keep your hat, I said, and she took me aside. No, dear, that's where I keep my crackers for my cheese. You learn these things in the tropics. Now that Christmas is approaching, Miss Brees has the kids making ornaments to decorate a palm tree, and is teaching them about mince pies and plum puddings. Bring me one of the yellow cans, Bethany says. This is during our Sunday picnic. For five minutes, I've been trying to get everybody to sit still at the picnic table so I can take a family picture. If I set the timer too short, then I get cut out of the frame. If I set it too long, the kids get antsy and move, and it spoils the shot. I'd hoped for more cooperation from Bethany, but now Ginny jumps up and goes to the cooler, so I get up and turn off the camera. Might as well forget it, I say. Oh, how lovely, Bethany says, putting her hands together in front of her. Gin and tonic. Ginny laughs. She's only three years old and craves the attention. Bethany knows I don't think this joke is funny, that I don't like it when she turns her drinking into a family activity. Now. Okay, you each get a cube. Me first. You got to go first last time, says Christopher. Plop, says Ginny and drops it. Don't hold it so high, Bethany advises. It sloshes. Plop! I interrupt. Wow, look at this crab. Who wants some? The kids decline, of course. We still can't get them to touch the stuff. Ginny eats only ham. 
She's lived off canned ham ever since we got here, picks it out of her sandwich and makes you beg her to eat the bread. Christopher, on the other hand, wants peanut butter and honey. Day after day. Unlike his sister, he'll eat shrimp, but only if you put it in the sandwich with his peanut butter and honey. Nauseating, but it's a start. Bethany accepts the crab, but only picks at it. Aside from Rudy, I'm the only one who appreciates the local shellfish. Rudy's our castrated orange tomcat who occasionally accompanies us on picnics. Bethany doesn't eat much, anyway. She claims it's the heat. My boss, Bertie, told me recently, I'll say this for your wife. She's not going to get fat like all the other women around here. Her ass is kind of broad, but it's so high. Makes all the difference. She's horsey in a nice way. Bertie assumes he has the right to talk this